Get your gear ready. This is a Sherpa's Guide to Innovation. Welcome to a Sherpa's Guide to Innovation, episode 30. This is your Sherpa okay. host, Time Jay. Out. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Good gravy, Jay. You go to California, you give away a bunch of pink socks, and you come back thinking you own the place. I'm sorry, Ben. I overstepped. All right. Let, let me handle this, okay? You got it. All right. Here we go. Welcome to A Sherpa's Guide to Innovation, a podcast dedicated to guiding you along your innovation expedition. This is episode 30. In episode 21, we give you on-the-spot highlights from the Innovation Learning Network's Charlotte Spring in-person meeting entitled Risky Business. Great episode. Check that one out. This time, we did give Jay the opportunity to be the on-site reporter in Sacramento for the Cultivation of Failure, Learning from Our Failures to Create the Future, the ILN meeting. But that doesn't mean he gets the host spot in our Sherpa studio. I got it, Ben. It's yours. You <laughs> earned it. <laughs> no. But your on-site reporting was outstanding, Jay. As a reminder, the ILN is a global organizational-based membership network. They are represented by small and large healthcare delivery systems, health foundations, design and innovation consultancies, consumer and professional packaged goods companies, pet care and tech-focused organizations. Each organization is committed to making healthcare better through innovation and design. Major participants of the fall in-person meeting included VSP Global, Sutter Health, Kaiser Permanente, Hope Lab, the Center for Care Innovations, and many other great organizations. So Jay, why don't you tell us more about the shop at VSP Global who hosted this in-person meeting? Sure. VSP Global first. It's, it's funny. They were actually CVS back in the 70s. You know, there's another organization in healthcare called CVS now that you might be aware right. of. Uh, they used to be California Vision Services ah, in the 1970s. Those TLAs, three-letter acronyms. Exactly, exactly. They are a really broad company. They're really kind of a platform in eye care, and they have eye care insurance, eyewear, lenses. This is really hard to say, ophthalmic. Thalmic technology. I don't know if I got that right. And connected retail experiences for providers and patients. They have over 40,000 network doctors, 80 million members worldwide. This is a, a really large company. Tagline is reimagining how eye care and eyewear are delivered. A little bit about the shop. Uh, we really appreciate them hosting the conference. They did a great job. It's VSP Global's Innovation Lab that focuses on developing technologies for the physical and digital aspects of eyewear and eye care. Their stated mission is to evolve design and technology towards discoveries that enhance lives by embracing disruption, a term we love, and supporting multiple innovation projects across the company. They've got three hubs across the country, one in Sacramento, one in New York and one in Columbus, Ohio. We'll have a link in our show notes. They've got some videos. I encourage you to go check check out what the shop's all about. It was really great to meet the leaders of all of them, Jay Sales, Leslie Mahler, Brooke Condash, really great people. Appreciate what they did at the conference. That's awesome. Well, the bulk of our episode will be three on-site interviews that Jay conducted when he was in Sacramento. So, Jay, let's listen to those and then circle back with you for some additional re reflections and highlights. That sounds great. I'll see you on the other side. 
This is Jay. I'm here with our fearless leader of ILN and our our uh, event this week in Sacramento, Chris McCarthy, VP of Strategy and Design and Executive Director of Hope Lab. Great to be here with you on my my second ILN event. Good to see you again, Chris. Yeah. Good morning. Happy to be here. So the first day, it was interesting. You you talked a little bit about bringing ILN 1.0 to a close mm-hmm. with this event and then starting ILN 2.0. Very intriguing. Talk to us a little bit about what that means. Yeah. You know, I think as an innovative organization, we also need to practice what we preach. And that is that we should all be evolving. And we started the ILN back in 2005 and it even that looked very different than it does today. I think we had micro innovations and improvements in the past 13 years that have really made the ILN better and better. And we want to stay relevant and we want to ensure that we're meeting the needs of our member organizations. And something that's emerged in the past three or four years was that there are a lot of ILNers who just can't access uh, the, the national and international meetings and really want to have the experience. And so we started reimagining a couple of years ago how might we pull that off. Um, so this past year, 2018, has been a hybrid. We've been experimenting with more local meetings, and that has given us the courage to make a big leap. And so we aligned that leap, meaning uh, less less big national meetings, so we'll go down to just once a year, but a lot more support directly from the ILN core team for local events. So that's going to be a unique change for us. Cool. We also align that with um, a new a digital presence and a new brand. And so all of that's coming together finally, uh, prob- well, on Friday. We, we officially end ILN 1.0 on Thursday and wake up to ILN 2.0. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What does a local meeting look like as opposed to a big national meeting? All over the board. <laughs> so we have deeply encouraged our local events to bring the flavor of the ILN. So we want the atmosphere to be there, which is a very relaxed, casual, rejuvenating experience. But we also want them to really bring what they want to do. So we don't want it to be nationally dictated. So, for example, um, ILN Denver, um, who's one of those active local chapters, they have been focusing on repurposing the national meeting, the last national meeting, and, and repurposing it as a local event a few months later, which I think is a really interesting model. Others, like ILN Boston, are doing completely their own thing. So they are launching a digital health initiative they're calling Digital Health 3.0, and um, that's what they want the focus for the next year for their gatherings to be, and they're going to be designing salons. Um, wow. So these really provocative question and wine and cheese events. Um, so each, uh, each we're really encouraging each locality to bring the flavor of what the island is, but make it theirs. Well, we're we're looking forward to to you coming to the southeast. Mm-hmm. In Charlotte, we we did some risky business. We talked about business model innovation, and this week we are all about failure. 
love the failure. Talk to me about where'd that come from? Why are we celebrating failure this week? And a little bit about what we're doing at the event. Yeah, you know, as innovators, um, I would say most of us fully appreciate more than appreciate. We need failure in our lives in order to really think big. The best innovation work and even even improvement work is based on successive failures that get us to that success. And while we've all known this and we all talk about it uh, uh, in passing, um, in the 13 years of the ILN, um, we've never focused on its true power and meaning. And so we wanted to bring that to life finally. And what's really interesting is that as we started bringing this to life, it, it became clear that failures is interpreted all over the board. And and uh, we had an exercise yesterday and how hard it is for people to acknowledge their failures. Mm-hmm. We celebrate that we need failure in order to be innovative and successful. And yet we actually can't just fully without shame saying I failed and I learned. What's really interesting, most people say, well, we didn't fail because we learned. Yeah. And what we're trying to get across over the next three days is to have no shame. I failed and I learned. Yeah. Because you're a smart, innovative person, you can do both. Um, and so I, I hope people leave this three days uh, leaving the shame behind. Well, I think it was a great exercise. And, and for our listeners, we, we filled out really a storyboard. We did some storytelling to each other at the table. And I thought it was great because when you talk about failure, you're being vulnerable. And when you're being vulnerable, you begin to develop trust with your teammates. And we're going to do some really cool work today with the the folks from VSP Global solving an actual problem. And if we're going to do that, we've opened up to each other. We've kind of brought something to the table and make it... Uh, make it easier to prototype and fail together. We'll we'll put out some bad ideas, but yeah, some of them will turn good. But we, yeah, Chris and I just got done voting on on some of the failure stories. They're up on the wall, and yeah. we're probably going to celebrate them later. Uh, we are, and uh, what? Uh, well, now only you will now know because uh, this will go up live after the in-person mm-hmm. events. Um, we are going to be giving out uh, the Golden Plunger Award. Excellent. So we spray-painted a plunger bright gold and bedazzled it with lots of <laughs> glitter and uh, really want to turn um, this no-shame failure moment uh, into a celebration, yeah. uh, but not forgetting that it is it is deeply connected to success. And so that's also the other takeaway from this meeting is that we should not be talking about failure alone. Uh, it's always connected to success, and success is always connected to failure. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the other big takeaway. But we're really excited for tomorrow to give out that golden plunger. Yeah. <laughs> well, yesterday we got introduced to a problem to solve, a, mm-hmm. a real problem to solve. And I thought that was really cool how we're not just learning tools we're going to use them and apply them but uh in mental uh first aid Mm -hmm. in the hospitality industry from vsp global give me a reflection or two on what struck you out of uh the discussion the empathy from yesterday yeah um well well two things the first is even even before we got there was just um the ambitiousness uh and 
the insight that VSP Global as a host really pushed all of us in a very positive way to, to, re, to remind us just the power of the, the people in the ILN. I mean, it is an incredible gathering of folks. And why not tap that for something that's real and relevant? And normally, it's really a gathering of learning and sharing and helping each other push our own work. Um, but VSP said, you know, there is a challenge uh, in Sacramento that we think the wisdom of the ILN can, can really help uh, provide some new thinking on. And that challenge is that there were four suicides uh, in the restaurant industry, uh, four well-known chefs. It also coincided with the suicide of Anthony Bourdain. One chef in particular, um, Chef Patrick uh, Mulvaney, is, is so connected to this community and is such a leader, he just couldn't let this go by without doing something about it. And so he started rallying Sacramento, uh, first the restaurant industry community, and has started building s- small improvements and micro-innovations just in his sphere, and, and that's huge. And his alignment and friendship with VSP, who's based here in Sacramento, it just snowballed into let's take the wisdom of the ILN and work with uh, Patrick Mulvaney on what he's trying to change here. Um, and and by the way, in the past two years, so many ILN organizations are starting to really work hard on mental well-being. Mm-hmm. I know that Atrium is yes. and it is a leader in the Big digital priority. in the digital space, and we always look to you as that front runner in in that space. But multiple organizations are really thinking big about this, and so this was just the perfect co- uh, coalescing and serendipity um, that brings us to this point. And so it's exciting at, and daunting. I mean, today is going to be a tough day. Yeah, we're going to get deeper. Uh, more vulnerable, and the bar has been set high. That can can this room uh, provide some out of the box thinking for Sacramento? So that's the challenge. It's it's exciting. Yeah, we're going to roll up our sleeves. Uh, well, Chris, thanks a lot. We appreciate your leadership. We appreciate uh, what you and your team do to to bring events like this together and really make them mean something. So let's let's go do day two. Here we go. All right. All right. Thank you. So I'm here right before uh, the start of day two with Christine Folk, manager and leader of operational strategy with VSP Global, who is sponsoring, hosting us here in Sacramento and really leading a lot of the activities uh, as we're going to solve a real problem here today. But uh, first, Christine, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do with VSP Global. So uh, VSP Global is, um, you know, very large company and they have a small uh, wonderful innovation team called the shop or the innovation shop and I lead uh, operational strategy for the innovation team so I get to uh, lead our team of hardware software engineers uh, designers um, in uh, various um, development of products and processes to uh, transform healthcare. So uh, we just got to know each other on Twitter before here, and I was intrigued by your Twitter handle, Change As Usual. Tell me about you and change, Christine. So I have this skill called the translation. So I speak innovation, and I speak business. 
or large corporate. Yeah. And so I'm able to translate the big idea of innovation or innovation idea um, into executable language and get it executed um, on the business side. So I'm constantly facilitating change. So I did a play on words um, and it created change as usual. That, that's that's a good superpower to yeah. have. That's, that's really good for innovation. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what we did yesterday. You really mm-hmm. introduced the problem to solve and give us maybe just a short preview of what we're going to do today. Yesterday, we... Um, really set the stage, um, as I think is the best way to say it. Um, our, as you know, our conference, our meeting, Chris will kill me, don't, don't say conference, <laughs> our meeting is based upon the cultivation of failure. And Chris really exemplified that in his opening statements where he said, the failure and success should not be separate anymore. They should be one and the same. And um, they shouldn't be identified as two separate accomplishments. And so yesterday we also began to explore the actual tangible work that we're going to do as a team. We have over a hundred brilliant minds from around the world um, in that room today and we're going to take all that collective power and that collective wisdom to work on mental health. Um, Specifically, we're going to look at the restaurant industry because uh, Sacramento is the capital of Farm to Fork. And we have a huge, growing, um, thriving restaurant industry. And it's a good place to start. That doesn't mean we couldn't have started in any other industry. Mm -hmm. But we just felt, being the farm-to-fork capital, that we should start here. And we wanted to have a significant impact um, with everyone coming in, all those brilliant minds, to have a significant impact on the city. Um, And mental health, as all of us who are in healthcare are aware is a very intangible idea right now. You know, there's no, no one really knows how are we going to go about it. There are all these little bits and pieces, but there's not an overall solution. And I'm not saying we're going to solve it overnight, but we're going to start the discussion and that deep, that deep, deep discussion that needs to be started to tackle an issue like this, starting with one industry. And it it sounds like you're going to bring some tools uh, that that we're going to use. So we're going to use some um, futurist tools. Um, So a little bit different than our traditional design thinking tools, but they work hand in hand really well together. So we'll be learning new tools at the same time that we're failing forward together. We're cultivating failure to tackle this issue of mental health in the restaurant industry. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Christine. You're welcome. I'm here at uh, really the beginning of day three with Jay Sales, co-director of the shop at VSP Global, and chef Patrick Mulvaney. A uh, renowned chef of uh, fine restaurants in Sacramento. And I'm going to start out basically ask you, I'll start with you, Jay. Tell us who you are and why you're here. So I, um, I'm Jay Sales, I'd like, as you said, the director of the, or co director of the innovation side of VSP Global. We work on disruptive and transformative, transformative, or transformative ideas. The reason why I'm here, though, is because we've, we've been involved with ILN. For the last couple of years, and we've gone to you know my team and myself have been to a few conferences, and they've been great conferences. Um, and when we were asked to bring it to Sac, possibly bring it to Sacramento, I wanted to make sure we actually 
left a scar on the city, and a good scar. That in the, by that I mean actually, people will remember that the ILN was here because of some output that came from that. So we look for a problem, and I generally work with pirates. I generally um, tribalize with pirates, and this is one of them sitting next to me. Pat and I were sitting down one day, or actually it was um, a bunch of us were sitting down. Yep. And it happened to be around an, an event that I'll let Pat touch on. But we decided that this was a problem that we could solve at the ILN, or at least we could have an impact on. Mm-hmm. So bringing the collective consciousness of ILN to bear on something and actually have an impact in the city that it, it beats in. Great. And Jay and I have a couple of things in common. <laughs> we don't know each other well, but we're both named Jay, obviously, and we're both born in Sacramento. Yeah. But for me, this is my first time back while you, you are here. And yeah, you're, yeah, you have you're, a weird you're, Sacramento you're, accent. <laughs> weird Sacramento accent. Love it. Okay. Uh, generation. Pat, tell us a little yeah, bit so about I'm, yourself. I'm Patrick Mulvaney. We have a restaurant. My wife, Bob, and then I have a restaurant called The Building and Loan here in uh, Sacramento, which we named after It's a Wonderful Life because I knew a small town is where I wanted to be. And the thing that Jay is talking about it's around mental health in restaurants. And in the last year in Sacramento, four people in our community have died uh, by suicide. And uh, we as restaurateurs and chefs and owners started to get together to talk a little bit about it informally. And it was at a memorial where Jay actually just rode by rode up on a spike to check in on me, right, just to see how I was doing, if everything was okay. We started to talk about the things we were doing in mental health, and he said, you are the f- problem. Sorry, you got to bleep it out. But the, <laughs> and so, and, and what it was is the problem of mental health in restaurants, and not only, not only losing people's lives, but also losing their ability because they're too stressed or not focused on things, and how, how would that work? And what he said was, He has a gathering of innovation leaders from around the country coming here that could help us crowdsource a problem-solving thing to say, to come up with some really ingenious solutions. So what I see from yesterday is this myriad of brilliant solutions, potential solutions. For me personally, I also see new perspectives. It's like having a thousand little mirrors hanging up and I'm looking at the problem and myself and my own involvement and my industry's involvement in it in ways that I hadn't thought before. So it's been, even with nothing else happening, it's, it's been great for cool. me. What did you see yesterday? What, what's your reflection on uh, the activity, the energy, uh, the ideas you saw created yesterday? Generally, so I'm a technologist. I mean, my world is artificial intelligence and things like But when you get into innovation... My world's dead animals. <laughs> um, Cooked very well. <laughs> when you get into um, an innovation space and you start ideating, what you find is you find the lower fidelity solutions are the ones that make the most sense, um, that can be quickly, rapidly prototyped. And it was a good reminder for me yesterday just that you don't have to lead in with technology. You have to lead in with low fidelity solutions that can be impactful quickly. Um, so we saw some really good prototypes. There's a couple in there that I think you're, you've probably seen some of them already, Pat. But um, that don't go so don't go to the distance of this requires a hundred thousand dollars or five million dollars to build something to do it. It's a very simple, basic approach that can have an impact right away, and that's that means you start learning quicker yeah. and you iterate. And some of those conversations that we were having yesterday of suggestions in terms of the reflection were things that we're doing already 
right? But sometimes, and sometimes, the reason that I say that they're reflections are because they are things or services or ways we look at and treat our customers, but don't necessarily treat our staff or ourselves. So it was an important thing for me to be able to say, well, we know that Jay Sales drinks Diet Coke and his wife's name is Bernie and she's from Hawaii. And everybody in the restaurant knows that. And we, we take care to make sure that everybody that comes in feels welcome. But how come we're not doing, are we doing as good a job of that with our staff as we could? No. Great. So a service industry, servicing 360. Because, we, yeah, servicing ourselves, right? So really just that idea that, you know, we, we look outward, right? We yeah. look to hospitality, right? What do you want? What do you need? How can I help you? And the question of what do I need for myself yeah. is awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think it seems pretty important. The aspect of community coming together to help another community is also something that's been very reflective within this. It's, yeah. This is a, reflect, or a, a community of healthcare innovators coming together to help a community of the service industry. And I think for this uh, this group we've got, we, we've had great conferences where we've got together, we've, we've worked on tools and we've done case studies, but they kind of get packaged up, recycled, and thrown away at the end of it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that won't happen here. And we're going to go pitch five ideas, and hopefully some of those ideas, or maybe even cobbling together some of those ideas, yeah. will produce something and hope it endures. I think for sure that that many of the ideas that I saw just walking around talking to people yesterday are going to are going to hit the ground and be running, and you'll see effects for them. And I look forward to the, the pitch and seeing what the actual – the actual plan is, and and it's the community that comes together because everybody in the restaurant community this week has been saying, "What are you doing? Who is that? Why are you there? And what what's going to come out of it?" Right? Because at the end of the day, what we're looking for is help and hope and a stronger community. And maybe through this podcast, we can do an update on it in six to twelve months to basically touch base with the community again. And that let would them know. be terrific. Yeah, I'd like to see some results. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, let's go. Let's go see the pitches, guys. Appreciate the time. This has been exciting. Uh, appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, we're back. So, Jay, we've heard some context and highlights from some of the key participants. Fill in some of the gaps for our listeners. Talk to us about how failure was placed front and center. Yeah, I think we we got day one started out with a really good exercise. We sat at our tables. uh, We had a worksheet. We individually developed a story about a personal failure, including what we specifically learned and actually did a storyboard. Uh, It was on a big, you know, uh, tabloid sheet of paper storyboard for the failure. An A3, yes. <laughs> and we presented them around the table. We talked through them. We kind of pitched our failure to each other. We voted on the best failure story, celebrated the best failure story with dots and uh, put them all on the wall. At the uh, the end of the conference where we voted on everybody, uh, we issued the Golden Plunger Award. So it was a great exercise. I think it was uh, you know, at the beginning of this conference, which really had a very heartfelt exercise around it. It got people very vulnerable and authentic, and I think that got got us started working really well together. Given the poignant nature of the problem we set out to solve, it really set the right tone. Well, Jay, you participated in the exercise. Would you be willing to share your failure story? 
Sure, I could, I could do that. I think I called it on the storyboard something. We had to put a title to the failure, and I think it was Maya's Words Work, which I'll explain. And I think you, you've kind of been a part of this story as we've worked together for years. You know, going back, don't know the timetable, it could be three, four years ago when we were in strategic planning together, I got some some really good but difficult feedback from our former boss, Del Murphy. And he really told me about how I was beginning to have some negative impact on the team. I wasn't practicing enough empathy. I wasn't listening enough. I was doing more talking than listening, not providing as much access to people, and generally getting a little bit hard to work with. And, you know, it's tough to hear that. And he gave me the quote from Maya Angelou, which I actually hadn't seen before. A lot of people know it. It's, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So I put that up basically right behind my computer, saw it every day, thought about it. And it took some work. Obviously, that doesn't come overnight. But I think I've been able to correct a lot of those things. And, you know, I've gotten feedback more recently from people where, you know, hopefully I've been able to turn that around a lot and be a more positive, inspiring person to work with rather than really what I'd, uh, the behavior I was exhibiting. So, mm-hmm. Hopefully able to learn a lot from that and and go on. So, again, it's kind of hard to share failure like that. But I think when you can, it can resonate to people. It seemed to at the table as well as a lot of the other stories we had. Yeah. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and and sharing that with us. Uh, So, Jive, I have always had tremendous respect for you and people don't always get to be friends with the people that they respect. But I'm I feel very fortunate to. To be friends with oh, you, Jay, thank and you. to respect you so much. Thank you, Ben. I feel like we should have the psychiatric couch out in the studio now. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our earlier interviews outlined the problem for ILN members to solve at the meeting. And I heard this was a really interesting uh, exercise. So take our listeners through how that played out. Sure. Well, on day one, um, Chef Patrick Mulvaney set the stage. Uh, Our listeners have just heard from him and Jay Sale, so I think they've really teed it up. And he took us through the empathy stage, talking a lot about the the hospitality industry and giving us an insider's view. So we uh, really did that customer discovery almost through him. Then on day two, we got warmed up really some inspirational talks from Britta Guerrero, CEO of the Sacramento Native American Health Center, Liz Salmi, she's senior strategist for Open Notes, <laughs> and Trish Rodriguez of Kaiser Permanente. It's just impossible to give those speakers their due here. It was There was some very moving at uh, times, I think uh, it, there was some emotion in the room from all of these talks that really got us set up for the, that topic. I mean, for example, Liz spoke from her personal experience as a patient diagnosed with astrocytoma. That's a brain tumor for mm. you out there who aren't neurosurgeons or neurologists. At age 29, she had multiple surgeries. Quite a story. They all set a tone of thinking about things like cultural humility, inclusiveness, the imposter syndrome, and overcoming it, 
growing outside your comfort zone and overall being willing to fail, which was the theme of the conference. After that, Christine Folk took us through our work using some futures thinking tools. And we did a couple of different exercises there. And we used a tool where you envision a future environment. And what we started with first is something called wild successes. So she actually had us close our eyes and she talked us through the environment for the mental health industry. If, say, the president of the United States had you know, a relative with mental health issues, there was more funding given, and really all of the right things were happening for mental health. Begin to picture that in your mind. Picture what's going on around you in your mind when that when that's happening. And then open your eyes and bring an artifact, something from what you pictured in your mind to come back. So we all did that. And then we began working on and prototyping our concept, uh, again, a storyboard and then a physical prototype of the concept. So we, we kind of developed one prototype after all that. Then we came back and we pictured an epic failure where we did the exact same process but then brought an artifact with us from then and we really repeated it. So the first is an artifact of the success and the second is the artifact of the failure. Exactly, exactly. The the epic failure, she has picturing people on a subway. You know, mental health has been defunded and people are basically like zombies looking at their phone, doing virtual reality. So for me, you know, when she started picking, I just started picturing that phone and the way people are using it in a really negative way to just tune out of society. Yeah. So that really stuck and that helped us helped us with our prototype. But the point was take the negative artifact and then flip it for good. So we took that phone and the VR and all that sort of thing and then flipped it for good in mm. that particular prototype. Frankly, I kind of struggled with it while I was doing it. It was tough. But you know how we have one of those principles for our design sessions, trust the process. Trust the process, and it, it really worked, and it helped us with the, our prototypes. That's great. Uh, so the end of day two, just to wrap that up real quick, um, we did 90-second pitches. I think it was 90-second around. It was very quick. <laughs> around the room, everyone got up front. We had a lot of tables to go through and to give our pitches. And I thought there were two kind of neat tools I wanted to share with the listeners that you might be able to take home with you. First of all, while you're doing your pitch, 90 seconds isn't long. Yeah. So Instead of, you know, sounding an alarm at somebody or giving them the hook and it's kind of this mean uh, negative type of thing, uh, the wonderful Cynthia Bazan would get up from ILN and basically hug you out. She would kind of creep. <laughs> she would nicely kind of lurk and then creep up to you and smile. And if you just wouldn't stop talking, she'd hug you Give out you off hug. the stage. So uh, that, was, that was actually a really cool way to do it. The second thing was about what Chris McCarthy would call loving critiques. So after the pitches would be given, you would give feedback from what did you love about the concept? What do you wish about the concept? And then I wonder about the concept. So mm -hmm. it would give you several different ways to offer feedback. Again, in a ILN's a very positive, safe place, and I like how they, they bring that tone. Yeah, I like how they frame those, those uh, critiques because that – has a very different energy about it yeah. than uh, yeah. 
than some direct criticism. Okay, so that gets us through day two. Bring us home with the rest of the conference. Yeah, day three, we had a special guest, the mayor of Sacramento, Daryl Steinberg. Not only the current mayor, but he was previously a leader in state legislature, and he championed funding, a tremendous amount of funding. I think the dollars were it maybe got up to $350 million at one point uh, for homelessness and mental health. And, uh, you know, he kind of talked about the journey from starting with very low funding to proving it out with a, a small pilot and then getting more funding. And a couple of quotes really stuck out for me from him. One was tolerate the discomfort of imperfection. Just go ahead. He talked about just getting started. And we talk about that all the time in mm-hmm. innovation. Don't get don't get ready. Get started. Just do something. Get it working. Then go back for more funding. Yep. Second one was real failure is choosing not to stick with something you really care about. So, you know, I think about resilience and tenacity and innovation. You know, sometimes you do have to give up on that idea quick, but sometimes you've got to push ahead and keep keep going ahead. Yeah. The uh, last day wrapped up with, again, in the positive term, instead of the shark tank, we had the dolphin tank. So, <laughs> the waters are a little less bloody in, in they, this experience. They are. They are. Uh, so we had five teams that were voted on the prior day get up. Man, I think we got three minutes this time for this pitch, and there were lots of creative ways. It wasn't just getting up and presenting slides. It would usually involved a little bit of role play or simulation, that that sort of thing. And very happy to say our team, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Norm Shearer, Fred Rockman, uh, Will Kammerer, Terrence Hibbert, Margaret Laws, awesome work team. We got voted as the concept hey, to congrats. use for uh, mental health awareness and first aid in the Sacramento local uh, restaurant industry. It's something we termed I Got Your Back, and it involves some uh, peer-to-peer mentoring and coaching, uh, spotting people, having a visual cue for who you can go and talk to if you've got an issue. So there's a human component, and we'd like to get a digital component and app to support that. So they are going to work on that. VSP is going to help Chef Patrick Mulvaney get that started. I think our friends at Sutter and Kaiser are probably going to do some help. Uh, very excited to hear hear Jay and Patrick talking about maybe they can come on the podcast and say, <laughs> this is what happened with the ideas and see what impact it had. So we look forward to that. That'd be super cool. Well, it sounds like another incredible ILN experience. When and where is the next ILN in-person meeting? Yes, uh, they're going to a one uh, national meeting a year, and that'll be in Portland, Oregon next June. I think the title is Pivot. It will be sponsored by Mars Pet Care. So shout out to Ross Barker and Pat Moriello of Mars Pet Care for stepping up and sponsoring, and we look forward to going out there and doing that. Uh, also, a note to our listeners, again, we'll put in the show notes, if you're interested in, in hearing more about ILN and think it's a good fit for your organization, uh, check it out on the website. I'm sure that Tim Rawson of ILN will be more than happy to talk to you and will provide all the information. But uh, thanks to everyone who uh, made it happen, Chris McCarthy, uh, Cynthia Bazan, Tim Rawson, all the folks at VSP Global. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for providing this recap on your experience at the ILN in-person meeting in Sacramento. Thanks a lot, Ben. To our listeners, thank you for listening. We have more conference highlights coming your way in the future presented by your Innovation Sherpas, so stay tuned. And we'll catch you next time. This is Ben Tingey. got to be careful about the tender ears of your mother and my <laughs> father so i thought i, I gotta find the right sound to bleep out it's like <laughs> what i'd love to have is like a michael jackson uh, <laughs> 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 may just be a whoops <laughs>